Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cross-Ice Prospects. I'm Chris Barbarian, your amateur scout on amateur hockey, here today recording on a pretty bright June afternoon. It was just a few weeks ago the hockey world was saying we'd have a draft on June the 5th, which, if you don't have a calendar or if coronavirus has warped your sense of time, that is two days from now, and... Obviously, we know that's not happening. What we do know is that the NHL announced a draft lottery to take place on June 26th, which would be in a few weeks. As for the draft itself, that's still TBD. Today's show is another prospect showdown. Last week, we did one with the Swedish wingers Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond. Today we're returning from across the pond and we're going to look at two players who are eerily alike. They're both slightly undersized centers. They both have dual American-Canadian citizenship, have high-profile father figures, and names that start with the letter B. In one corner, he stands 5'10", weighing in at 175 pounds, playing out of Houston, Texas by way of Switzerland. He is... Thomas Bordelot. Plays it in deep. Cross ace, poor Bordelot. Fakes, toe drag, scores! Top shell! Pop the water bottle. That was an out- and in the other corner, he's got a slight reach advantage at 5'11", 179 pounds. Coming at you from the hockey hotbed of Manhattan Beach, California. His name is Brandon Brisson. Digging for it, and he finds a man. It's Colangelo. Has a lean. Draw pass, Brisson off the post and in. Brendan Brisson makes it one to nothing. Chicago off a laser. Since these guys are still in school, why don't we go alphabetical order here and start with Thomas Bordelot. So Bordelot's got a pretty unique background. His early years, he was growing up in Switzerland playing for the SC Bern youth hockey team and then he transferred to minor midget in Quebec and played there for a few seasons and then last year when it was time for his kind of major seasons ahead of the NHL draft he elected to go to Plymouth and play for the United States National Team Development Program or the USNTDP as a U-17, and then this year on their under-18 squad. He led the way for the USNTTP, scoring 47 points in 46 games. And if we break down the splits, in 18 games against NCAA competition, he put up 19 points, and against USHL competition, so guys more his age level, he put up 27 points in 29 games. As of now, he's committed to go to Ann Arbor next season and play for the University of Michigan. And a fun fact about Thomas Bordelot is he comes from pretty rich hockey bloodlines. His grandfather, Paulin Bordelot, played for the Canucks and the Nordiques before becoming coach of the Habs AHL team, while his father, Sébastien Bordelot, was drafted by the Canadiens in the third round and played 251 NHL games while also representing France in the World Championships. So in essence, Thomas Bordelot could have played for one of Canada, the U.S., France, or Switzerland. 
and he elected to play for the U.S. because he thought it would be a better development for him as a player, and his parents were pretty big into getting an education at the same time. And interestingly, Thomas Bordolo spent a summer with the Hughes family, who probably played a role in convincing him to go the U.S. and the Michigan route. On the other side, Brandon Brisson grew up in California and as a result played for the Los Angeles Junior Kings system as a 14 to 16 year old. And after that, he spent one season at the very famous Shattuck St. Mary's High School program in Minnesota before electing to go to the USHL this season playing for the Chicago Steel where he put up a very impressive 24 goals and 35 assists for 59 points in just 40 games, which was among the league leaders in many statistical categories, as we'll kind of dive into more later on in the show. He's also committed to go to the University of Michigan next season, so Bordalo and Brisson are linked heading into the draft, and they're going to be linked after the draft, so it'll be interesting to see the chemistry they might develop playing on the same team at Ann Arbor next season. Brisson has also represented the United States at the Under-19 World Junior A Championships, where he set a record for that tournament, putting up 12 points in just six games, leading his team to the bronze medal. And a fun fact about Brisson is his Canadian nationality comes from his father, Pat Brisson, who was born and bred in Quebec, played a little with the Drummondville Voltageur in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. But his father is more well known for being one of the biggest NHL player agents, representing guys like Crosby, Kopitar, Tavares, McKinnon, Taves, and the list goes on and on. So... Both players come from pretty interesting backgrounds. And while it's certainly not the be-all and end-all, scouts love to see when a player was developed and bred from former high-level hockey players. Now let's open up the old stat book. Starting first with Thomas Bordelot. If we look at his stats with the USNTDP just against NCAA competition, Bordelot pretty much led the team in many respects. He was first on the team in points per game, primary points per game, even strength primary points per game, and shots per game. And if we look at his stats against the USHL, we kind of get a bigger sample pool of players to compare him to. So his 0.95 points per game was 8th in the league among draft eligibles, which is behind Bersan, who was 2nd in the USHL with 1.29 points per game. Primary points per game, Bersan also leads him with 1 on the dot, and Bordelow with 0.79. Brisson also has a pretty good edge in goals for percentage. So the percentage of goals his team scores when he's on the ice relative to the amount his team gives up. He had a goals for percentage of 65, which for context, the name of the game is being above 50. 
Bordelow was good, but he was at a 51 goals for percent, which is noticeably less than Brisson. But keep in mind, Brisson was on the Chicago Steel, one of the best clubs in the USHL. Portolo actually had a greater amount of ice time per game at about 20 minutes, even strength, whereas Brisson had about 17 and a half even strength minutes per game. So if we standardize the amount of time played, we get Brisson on top with a primary points per 60 minutes of even strength of 3.4, which is considerably higher than Bordelo, who put up a rate of 2.35. So just in the grand scheme of stats, Brisson was more dominant in many statistical categories. Bartolo did have the edge in shots per game by a full shot more per game, 3.47 compared to Brisson's 2.47. Although Brisson's shooting percentage was double what Bartolo's was. So edge probably goes to Brisson in the statistics category, but to really kind of glean what a player contributes on the ice relative to his teammates in a more qualitative sense, we got to look into their games. And that brings us to our next segment, which is their play analysis. With most players that we previously looked at in this year's draft, I have been scouting them and seeing them play internationally, domestically, going back a few seasons, some of which as 15 or 16-year-olds. And that's not really the case here. Both Bordelot and Brisson, I began following them at the start of this season, their draft season. So I haven't really seen as much of the developmental curve in their play. But you still do see it over the course of a season. And I was able to watch a fair amount of USNTDP games and some Chicago Steel games, as well as seeing them play in their respective international tournaments. So Bordelot with the Five Nations and the Four Nations tournaments and Brisson in the World Junior A Under-19 Championships. And finally, I saw them both kind of go head-to-head at the All-American Top Prospects game, where both were among the best players in that game. Definitely standouts for their respective teams. That said, I did refer back to some video highlights for the draft year minus one season of Thomas Bordelow, so when he was playing with the U-17 squad, just to kind of help aid in seeing how his game progressed from last season to this season. Whereas Brissana wasn't really able to find much footage going back to last year. So it's more restricted to this season's play. With all that in mind, let's get to the actual analysis. Starting with Bordelow, you have a center who, despite being a little undersized, he just loves to carry the puck and exit his own zone and enter the offensive end with possession. He likes to kind of slow plays down which some players operate doing so and can succeed at that. So if he's facing pressure, he will spin back in the ozone and hold onto the puck and wait till he has better passing options or wait until his teammates can get into open spaces to dish them the puck. 
but he's very adept at holding onto the puck, very soft hands. He's not going to pull off many slick deeks as, say, like a Lucas Raymond or Tim Stützler, but he controls it well, and he'll sometimes pop in a toe drag or more often than not, if he's going to beat someone, he's going to do it off the rush and vary his timing. So he might slow down a bit and then hit a quick burst of acceleration and go wide on a player, holding the puck out onto one hand and cutting in front of them, going towards the net, which he does quite successfully for a guy his size. And scouts might be worried about that, but when you watch him play, he handles himself pretty well. He's not afraid to go to the corners and certainly not to the front of the net. He scored a few goals just collecting the garbage in front. So he has that mentality. And he kind of uses his lower center of gravity to maintain balance. And he uses his excellent agility, especially on his outside edges, to cut in front of players and not get knocked over when they kind of push him off into strange positions or when he's facing that pressure. Is Bordelow a playmaker? It's hard to pin down. I would say he's equally adept at playmaking and shooting, and he probably has a pretty underrated shot. I mean, relative to the amount of hype or buzz surrounding him, he has the ability to score from far out. It's a very accurate wrist shot. It's not powerful, but it's on his stick and off his stick, whether from a standstill or from receiving a pass. It's off his stick really quickly, and he varies the release points of his shots, which some of the smartest goal scorers will do that to throw off goalies and basically release the puck before or later than they expect him to. But he has a very good command of picking the top corner, going five hole, sometimes hitting the tiniest bit of space given to him from a wide angle, and the goalies just look dumbfounded. So he definitely has a goal-scoring component to his game, which he couples with above-average cross-ice vision, feathering passes across the offensive end to find his teammates. And this all comes down to his hockey sense. Bartolo knows when to pass, knows when to shoot. He's very aware of where the pressure is on the ice, where his teammates are, or in his own end, to jump towards the front of the net to take away the passing lanes to guys in the slot. He's got a very smooth stride. It's very fluid, good agility, as I said, pretty good acceleration. But you certainly wouldn't call him a burner, so he doesn't have a top-end speed or a very powerful stride. And his acceleration is good, but it's not, like, amazing or anything. And yet he's never really behind in the play. He's generally first on loose pucks, offensively, defensively, in the corners, playing off the puck. He knows how to get open to receive a pass for a good scoring opportunity. His skating stride is slightly upright, which kind of makes him a headsy player. So very confident in his skill set. He can keep his head up and survey his options, see how the play develops. It's a great attribute and a fun player to watch for sure. Some final notes on him. Defensively, as I said, he's very responsible picking up in the front of the net. That's something that I've seen progress in his game. Going back from last season, he was more likely to lean towards exiting the zone when it was too early to do so. 
kind of leaving guys open in the slot. And he was a little more impassive, trying to come out and challenge shooters last year. I saw hints of it in his game this season, but outside of that, he really ramped up his compete. He uses an active stick to poke pucks loose defensively, and even especially offensively when the opponent defensemen have the puck and are trying to exit their zone. He had many occasions where he'd be able to intercept a pass and kind of go the other way on a partial break on net. Finally, on the power play, he mostly operates as a shooting option. So he's placed on the left side half wall, so he can sometimes go deep beside the net for a more backdoor option or up top to receive the pass and let the configuration change and be that playmaker, use that vision to find an open guy in a more dangerous position. And he's also quite a good penalty killer. He's great at faceoffs relative to his peers. So once he plays at Michigan, it will be interesting to see if he can kind of improve his lower body strength and be able to maintain that effectiveness at a higher level. Because most young players, when they come into the NHL, they're quite poor on face-offs and it's a skill that they kind of acquire later on so if you have it now it's good to kind of refine it and maintain that bounces to Berard in deep it goes out in front and they score Portolo beautiful play 2-0 USA so if we look at Brisson he kind of possesses a lot of the positive attributes we saw with Bordolo. Brisson has a great shot. He's much more of a powerful shooter than Bordolo. I would say he has one of the best one-timers in this draft class. He's also a left-handed shot, but he'll set up on the power play on the right side, so on his off wing, so he can release those one-timers more quickly. But that said, I wouldn't call Brisson like a pure goal scorer. He's more of a player that's hard to pin down exactly. So he has above average hockey sense. And you can tell that in his ability to maintain possession of the puck, facing pressure, never really panicking when he's pushed kind of up high in the zone. He's got great acceleration, I would say better than Bordalo. So his ability to kind of just quickly turn a defender and cut from the end wall to the slot for a shot is quite effective. Off the rush, Brisson generally isn't carrying the puck in with possession, but he can operate plays at very high levels when when there's a lot of speed going on. Brisson himself isn't the fastest skater. He probably has more of a powerful stride. So if Bordalo is more a finesse, kind of smooth skater, Brisson is more of a powerful, just kind of nuts and bolts, gets to where he needs to go, skater who's decently hard to knock off the puck. He'll go to the front, he'll go to the corners like Bordalo does. But one of the biggest trademark separations between the two is Brisson is more of a guy who will adapt to the speed of the game. So he can make plays at fast levels if it's kind of more of a slower cycle game he can do that effectively as well getting to open spaces receiving and passing the puck extremely fast and accurately 
Whereas Bordelot is much more likely to slow it down. And if he's going to vary it, he's going to vary his speed during the play. So he is a good four checker, but Bordelot just brings a bit more of an intensity, a bit more of a smarts with positioning of his stick. And on the back check as well, Bordelot's more committed to that game. Brisson's game is a little more of a finish off plays that are facilitated by teammates than finish off plays that he kind of pulls out of a hat and facilitates himself. In the defensive end, Brisson is also less intense to kind of challenging shooters. He's a bit more of a perimeter player in his own end. And that might be reflected by the fact that he didn't get too much time on the penalty kill this season. Brisson also lacks a top-end gear, but he has enough acceleration to split the D. He brings more of a slightly hunched-over skating style that could be improved on, but he doesn't really pitch for his skates. It's overall a good mechanism. He just kind of lacks maybe more of a fluidity, but he's very effective in his age group as evidenced by being one of the best players in the USHL this season, and he's going to go to Michigan next year, and it's equally likely that he could put up more points than Bordalo. As with many prospects, they just kind of impact the game in different styles. So now if we get to some report cards, it's probably pretty obvious, but I think the players have pretty similar scores. So here we're going to score them on a 1 to 7 scale, 1 being really below average, 7 being elite, 4 being an average translatable skill. So for hockey sense first, I gave Bordelot a 5.5 out of a 7 possible score. And Brisson got a 5, so slightly below, but both definitely are above-average thinkers of the game offensively, and the major difference is in the defensive end, I would say. Bordelo kind of gets it a little more defensively and understands where the threats are on the ice and where the options are against. In terms of skating, I gave Bordelo a 5, and I gave Brisson a 4.5. If you've listened to past episodes, these scores might seem like low compared to the other guys we looked at, but the other guys we looked at were more elite status players. They just took those traits and elevated it a notch in terms of speed or fluidity or power or balance or agility. But that said, both... A five and a four and a half score are technically above average. And when they go to college, they're going to be able to work on their lower body. And I think in all likelihood, they're just going to improve and more round out their skating games in the future. For a shot, I gave them both a five and a half. They're both very good shooters and kind of underrated ones at that. Different styles. As we said, Bordalo, more of that quick wrister, quick snapshot, one of the quicker shooters in the draft. And Brisson is has a pretty fast release as well, but he's bringing more of a power to his shot and above average accuracy. 
terms of passing, I gave them both fives. They don't kind of stand out as star passers pulling out plays that like no one sees on the ice but them or kind of executing passes through like the tiniest of gaps. They play more of a simple playmaking game. If the option isn't there, they're not going to force it. It's going to make smart plays with high probability of scoring threats. Finally, in compete, I gave Bordelo a five and a half. Bersan, I gave a four and a half. I'm debating that I might have been a little high on these scores, considering neither player are that physical. But you don't always have to be a bruiser type, especially at their size. They've shown an effectiveness to fight for the front of the net, kind of battle in the corners, and maintaining balance, kind of widening their stance when they're being pushed in front of the net to kind of stay upright. They're both quite good at that. The biggest discrepancy is Bordelow just has more of a bigger drive to take away the puck or to force turnovers and to fight to get it back. Whereas Brisson, he has that, but it's inconsistent. And here and there, he may he may disappear a little or be on the perimeter and not be as kind of center stage in the play. So that brings us to our style comparison, where we look at who a player resembles at the NHL level, at least stylistically, and less about potential. So for Bordelow, I think he's kind of reminiscent of Danny Briere in that they're both kind of undersized centers. I would say Briere had a better acceleration and a better shot, but kind of stylistically, they are pretty feisty, not overly physical, but with good patience in the offensive end and a willingness to backcheck. For Brendan Brisson, I had a little bit more time finding a comparable because there's not much of his traits that really stand out to you. I've seen some compare him to Alex Tangay, and I get it, but I don't really like that comparison because he's less of like a pure playmaker than Tangay is. But one I like is Braden Shen. Although he's smaller than Shen and certainly less physical, both them have like decent skating, but they're not speedsters. But they more think the game very well and very quickly offensively. And like Shen, Brisson has a equal parts above average playmaking ability and a hard shot that he scores with regularity. That brings us to everyone's favorite segment, Mapping the Stars. So here we take a look at each player and project where they're going to go on draft day and how their games will develop at the NHL level. So for Bordalo, there seems to be a pretty good consensus of him as a late 20s to late 30s pick overall. He's highest ranked at 23rd by Elite Prospects and lowest at 39th by the scout Joke Neverleinen. 
really, when we break it down, he's pretty much locked into that range. But all in all, Bordalo projects as a really good second line center. And if his skating can kind of improve a little to match his high-end offensive skills, he will have very solid scoring potential for a top six center at the next level. Meanwhile, for Brandon Brisson, there seems to be much more varying opinions on him. So Corey Pronman has him ranked at 14th overall, which is quite high, and he's lowest ranked at 79th overall by future considerations. So the gap is pretty big on Brisson, and that makes him an interesting player on draft day. He's a possibility to be called pretty early and surprise other teams or be one of those guys that the sportscasters keep saying is slipping down the draft board. But if we aggregated all the various rankings, Brisson is more consistently ranked within the late 20th to early 40s, but Central Scouting has him ranked 20th, and that's actually up 11 spots from their midterm ranking of 31st. So he was a riser over the course of this season, and it'll be interesting to see how teams take that into account when they're selecting him on draft day. Development-wise, we'll probably see him in a few years after he develops at the University of Michigan, just like Bordalo. But Brisson, I don't really see him projecting as a center. He seems much more of a wing-style player because he doesn't bring that intensity to the defensive game that you hope in a center. His skating isn't as high-end, but he thinks the game quite fast. So he projects as a second-line winger, if you're asking me, where you can kind of plug him in with some elite playmaking teammates where he's more of the benefactor and can think the game fast and be the finisher on those plays. So that begs the question, who should your team take on draft day? If I was the GM between Team Bordalo or Team Brisson, I lean towards Team Bordalo if it wasn't already obvious. I think he just brings a little more offensive flair to the game. I like the back checking. And I'm more confident in his projection as a center at the next level, which, let's face it, we all could use some more high-end centers on our team. And that brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, it's that time... Let's get to the verdict. With Thomas Bordalo, you're getting a very headsy, undersized center who impacts many areas of the ice. And with Brisson, you're getting more of that finishing type player whose game is maybe a little more quiet. And before you know it, he's already scored a goal for your team. For teams at the end of the first round or early in the second round, they take either player. They're getting someone who's going to really develop their game at the University of Michigan. They're both players that GMs could very well be kicking themselves over not taking earlier in the upcoming years when they hit the NHL and solidify themselves into your top six.